I'm Michael Knowles. This is the Dear America podcast. We are here at TPUSA Student Action Summit, and here we go. Man, this what? Is that's the worst rookies. intro we have ever done because of Alyssa. <laughs> no, Ducky moved my microphone. This is episode like fifty one, something, and you're still well, messing stopped. up the hay. I said hey, no, and y'all no, stop. No, we're not. We're not fixing it. Well, we're leaving it in there. Welcome like to Dear America. Welcome to Dear America. Wow. Oh, well, y'all didn't carry it. You could carry the weight. Blame the dog. Blame the it dog. Was his fault. All right. Look closely. So, all right, ladies and gentlemen, we have a very, very. <laughs> Can I finish? Yeah. Can, can I finish? I, can I finish? Yes, sir. This is a serious podcast today. Sorry. We're losing so many fans right now. <laughs> it's right. ridiculous. Wow. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> today we have a very special guest mm-hmm. that we got to sit down and talk to at SAS yet again. But this is a conversation unlike we've ever yeah. had yeah. before. Michael J. Knowles has one of the biggest podcasts in the world. He works for the Daily Wire, uh, is a devout Catholic. And uh, I love Michael J. Knowles' work. Uh, Me and him met at the pro-life rally that we formed in Philadelphia. Mm -hmm. I guess it's been almost a year ago now. Uh, Anyway, he was there, and we didn't have him scheduled to come on. He just happened to be walking by, and we saw each other, and we snagged him, and we have a really cool conversation, and I think it's a very important one, Mm -hmm. because we obviously differ greatly on some things, but we have a really powerful conversation, and and it's led to a lot of really in-depth things. We talked about porn. We talked about porn. We talked about the death penalty. We we talked about... you know the last rites or yeah. the the what what did he call it? the Eucharist, the Eucharist, which is communion yeah. for us. We talk about a yeah. lot of things. Anyway, the it was point, very interesting. The point yeah. being, this was this is one of my favorite ones, and we we say in the podcast that we want to schedule like a part two and maybe even a part three on this yeah. conversation. I think we're going to end up going to L.A. Mm-hmm. to be on his show yeah. for part two of the conversation. But either way, this is an awesome thing, Michael J. Knowles. But before we get to it, let's get into a sponsor. Jake, did you go to college? I did. It was a trade school. But okay. I, I did not. I, I did. I, Alyssa has been to two colleges and has two degrees from two different universities. I'm not jealous. She is, a, <laughs> she is the should, stereotypical person for college, but Wait, what? it can be in a good way. Oh, okay. Like, 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 like you're the American dream for college. Anyway, right. all right, you, calm down. The point is- People like me, dum-dums, sometimes we just, you know, we go to work and we don't have time and life happens. You get kids, you get married, so and you, you know, you just don't have time to finish what you've always wanted to, I guess, start almost for some people. So, yeah. Ashford University, make this new year the year you advance your career by earning your master's degree. Get started today at Ashford University. With a higher education at your own pace, it's a WSCUC accredited institution that offers innovative online degree programs to help you achieve your higher education goals. Ashford University's flexible scheduling provides students with the opportunity to achieve higher education goals while still balancing work, home, and family life. Higher learning is more accessible than ever. Gain skills you can use in your job now and knowledge that prepares you for the job market of tomorrow. So many people say all the time, 
I want to go back and I want to finish my degree, but I just don't have time. There is no excuse, lazy anymore. Go get your degree. What? It's true. People it's are true. lazy. Okay. Don't be lazy. How about use encouragement? Because I went back with three children. It's true. And a husband. You can do it. You really can. Because I you did weren't it. lazy. You're on the wrong <laughs> program if you want fruit-fruit, <laughs> hold-your-hand stuff. Don't <laughs> be do lazy. It. Go get your degree today. Yeah. Get ready to grab new opportunities. Start your master's degree today. Enroll now by going to ashford.com. E-D-U slash G-R-A-H-A-M. That's Ashford.edu slash G-R-A-H-A-M to start your master's degree today. Ashford.edu slash Graham. Now, without further ado, prepare to have your world rocked as we sit down with Michael J. Knowles. Here we go. Hey! What's going on, America? I am Graham Allen, and Michael J. Knowles woo, woo. is in the studio, well, makeshift studio, uh, for this. Man, I'm so excited for you to be here. Well, thank uh, you for having your me. Your podcast is is in my top five that I listen to all the time. That's very I kind. Lo- I love your podcast. Obviously, Ben's. I listen to Ben's as well. Charlie's is there. Random podcast I listen to, The Office Ladies. I've really gotten into yeah. The Office Ladies yes. uh, he lately. Really, he really I'm a huge Office fan. <laughs> and, uh, have you heard it? Have you no, heard I've it? never heard it. The whole thing. Wait, do you like The Office? Do you like The Office? I like a little bit, but I'm not like one of these devotees. Okay. Like I've seen every episode. I definitely am one of those <laughs> yeah, nerds he, here. Uh, yeah, me too. The whole <laughs> podcast is it's two people from The Office, the show mm. The Office, and they literally just recap Every episode in order, in order, like behind the scenes, kind behind, of. Yeah, behind the scenes, behind the kind scenes. of stuff. Oh, okay. It would be it would be almost funnier if they just if they actually just described recap. the plot. Yeah. 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 But that's very that is pretty interesting. All right, Michael's walking in. Yeah. All right, here we go. So uh, I love Daily Wire. I, I I love everything that you guys do. Um, we. We respectfully and competitively watch where you are in the chart <laughs> with us all the time. I'm like, we got to catch Michael Jeff. We got to catch, catch him it. all the time. Yeah. So how did, for people, how did you get with Daily Wire? How did that happen? So I took the most circuitous route to conservative politics of, I think, anybody that you could possibly do it. Circuitous. Okay. I know, that's a wonderful three dollars He's so word. smart. Yeah. He's a smart <laughs> guy, is, just so you know. Uh, He's so much smarter than me. I'm yeah. dropping $5 words <laughs> left right. and right. <laughs> I... I came out to Hollywood as an actor. I was really? working as an actor in New that. York. Oh yeah, I was I was an actor in New York plays and films and TV. Wow. And I was doing that and my day job was I was working on Republican campaigns for politicians. Really? I'd been doing this since I was 18 at least. I mean, I'd huh. been doing that gotcha. even earlier. And so, you know, a lot of actors wait tables. My waiting tables was working on congressional campaigns. Wow. And so it was a lot of fun, but obviously you've got to keep those worlds completely separate. Yeah. The obviously. minute you open your mouth in show business, you're dead yeah. right. if you're a conservative. So I come out to L.A., and it's the classic L.A. story. You move out to go do movies, and you wind up in conservative <laughs> commentary <laughs> and politics. Classic tale. Classic tale. I, I came out. I was having a lot of fun doing movies. I was wrapping a movie on Election Day 2016, but The Daily Wire started actually through a kind of showbiz organization. There was a group of secret conservatives out there called the Friends of Abe. It's since disbanded, but it was like the Friends of Abraham Lincoln. Yeah. Like hmm. in the old days, you'd, you'd say you were a friend of Dorothy if you were a closeted homosexual. In L.A., you were a friend, <laughs> friend of, Abe of Abe if you were a closeted uh, conservative. Really? Yes. Wow, okay. So it all started. I mean, Drew Clavin right. is a screenwriter, written a bunch of big movies. Mm-hmm. Jeremy Boring was a film director and producer. Jonathan Hay, big producer there, yeah. was a film producer. Hmm. Ben grew up in L.A. his whole life, wrote a book about Hollywood, was in all those studios, and I was an actor. So... It all started in this kind of show-busy way. 
And I was doing odds and ends around the Daily Wire, going on some of the shows. And then I wrote a fake book called Reasons to Vote for Democrats, I love a comprehensive it. guide. I love the book. <laughs> I love you. the book. So I did this. Look, this is an old joke. It's been yeah. done before. Uh, there's another one called Everything Men Know About Women. There's one called Sex After 50. There, this is a joke that's been around a while. And so I added my modest contribution to it. Becomes the number one bestseller in the world. I, it's yeah, amazing. Awesome. It was insane. I, I don't. I, I want to tell you guys about it, but 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 I don't want to give away. No, you don't. I mean, spoiler to it. You don't. I'll tell you after. I'll tell you. Did you expect it to do? I mean, were you just like? It floored? was strictly a joke to irritate my Democrat friends and relatives. Wow. Three days later, it's the biggest book in the world. And then Simon and Schuster buys the rights to it. The rights wow. to nothing. And then <laughs> pr- President Trump endorses it because he saw me on Fox and Friends. That's all so- crazy. And then I end up getting a show out of this. So I think I am the only guy in the history of show business to get his own show for not writing a book. <laughs> and one thing I've really That's loved hilarious. about it, it tickles me, is like there's so much in show business or politics that you could never guess. Things just happen, especially in those two fields. Right. And I really love that story because it is like the embodiment of the unmerited grace of God. <laughs> like yes. I, right. I literally didn't do anything. I did not write a book. That's so funny. And got a show and out of it. That's so amazing. Yeah. Wow. Like cool. That is the, the classic tale. That's the classic tale. We're going to make a movie out of this. Actually, they're going to make about 10 because it's such a common story to hear. All right, listen up, everybody. Yes, you, all of you listening to the show are probably paying too much if you aren't using Patriot Mobile, and that's not even the worst part. The major cell phone carriers like Verizon and AT&T donate millions to the left-wing causes, abortion, open borders, and more. Let's talk about reliability. Did you know that all the carriers use one of the same four towers? So what's the difference? Patriot Mobile is the only company that donates a portion of your bill to support conservative causes, religious liberty, life, and the Second Amendment. Starting at just $25, Patriot Mobile plans come with unlimited talk, text, and the same reliable nationwide service with no hidden fees. Go to PatriotMobile.com slash G-R-A-H-A-M, and when you use the offer code GRAHAM, get a free month of service on your new line. You can also call their U.S.-based customer service team at 877-367-7524. Vote with your dollars. Support companies fighting for your values and save money. PatriotMobile.com slash Graham or 877-367-7524. 877-367-7524. So, uh... There, there's some things that I want to get into with you on this, and I hope I don't spin you for too much of a, a loop here. You probably thought you were going to talk politics and stuff with us. <laughs> I listened to yours and Charlie's podcast. Oh, yeah. Where you were talking about religion. Yes. And and if it's all right with you, I, I would love to just have some convers- some dialogue with you about that this That is stuff. all I ever want to talk about. You know, Cardinal Manning famously said that all human conflict ultimately is theological. Yeah. I was talking to okay. Dennis Prager about this. We were having a cigar, and you would, you know, it was Clavin was there. It's a bunch of guys who work in politics, right? So you'd think we'd talk about politics. All we wanted to talk about is religion, because right. that, is, that is sort of the bedrock 
of not only the cultural but even the political yeah, questions. So, yeah. so, and correct me if any of this is wrong. You're a devout Catholic. I, I say practicing Catholic. Practicing because I'm going to keep on practicing until I get it right. <laughs> okay. Uh, you work with an Orthodox Jew. Yes. <laughs> and you're on a Christian conservative podcast. That's right. Okay. We, mm-hmm. I'm on a Christian conservative podcast, and don't forget Clavin the Anglican. And uh, <laughs> well, really, it's just another classic tale. Yeah, uh, another classic, classic tale. tale. It's almost like like a, a, a priest, a rabbi. And a yeah. Uh, so I, I want to talk to you about just some things, okay? Uh, because full honesty, uh, I'm not Catholic. Yeah. And so there's things that I just from the outside in don't don't understand and don't agree with right. with with Catholicism. For instance, why is that word so why? hard? Why is that word so hard, <laughs> why is that word so hard to say? Um, and, and just some things. So me and you, the first time I met you in person, we yeah. were actually at that pro life rally in, in, in Philly. Philadelphia. That's right. Yeah. So so obviously we agree wholeheartedly there. Yeah. That life starts at conception and and, and just everything that is going on. Uh, where where does the Catholic Church stand officially with abortion? What's going on in our country? It right is now? never permissible ever. That's the yeah. That's the. I mean, more yeah. or less. I, pretty pretty simple, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's abortion as it is practiced is simply not permissible. It is a grave sin. Uh, you recently just saw a, a Catholic priest withhold the Eucharist, the the communion host from Joe Biden. Because okay. you, because you're really not supposed to. So the Eucharist is is the body of Christ. Okay, but we would okay. call it. You could call it communion. Okay, or the communion. Lord's Supper. Yeah, okay, right? got it. And that is the that's the host. And if you are in a state of perpetual grave mortal sin, you you should not be receiving the Eucharist. You should go to confession. You okay. should get people. Which is similar in the. Sins. I mean, we pray yeah, before we yeah, think you're similar. supposed to. And so, but you, this never happens because there are so many politicians on the left who use their Catholicism as basically a mask for their radical pro-abortion activism. Mm-hmm. And they say, in my personal life, Mario Cuomo invented this. He said, in my personal life, I oppose abortion. But in my public life, I think we should have as much abortion as you want. Mm-hmm. And of course, there's, there's no distinction there. Right. Yeah, you're you're the guy. Not. You're one person. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so I thought it was good to see someone withhold the Eucharist and clarify the, the stance on this issue. But I, it's, it's one that the Catholic Church has never wavered. For, for, for abortion, for me... <clears throat> When we get into this conversation of defining when a person is a person, right? Like, like when that person actually is a person that has rights and, you know, uh, liberties and, and protections. There really is no area that's not a gray area, except if you believe life starts at conception. Yeah. Right? Does right. that make sense, what, what I'm trying to say? Like, like, to me, it's a, it's a, it's a no-brainer. Yeah. I don't understand where we're going as yeah. a country with all this stuff. But then you have, you know, what is life? Like, what is life? Is it a heartbeat? You know, is it brain? Like, what defines life? Because when you die, you're not living anymore. Well, that means your heart's not beating. Well, you if know. you focus on brain function and cognitive ability, then what about people in comas? Right. Yeah. Should oh, we say, even well, try? That, no, that's a good point. The best people? point was, uh, well, you declare someone dead when their heart stops beating. So yeah. why are yeah. we not declaring someone yeah, alive? At, yeah. at a heartbeat, you know, kind hearts. of thing. Because abortion does stop a beating heart. Yeah. Exactly. That happens in, sure. I guess, statistically 100% of cases. Yeah. And so you, you make a great point. If your heartbeat stopping means you're dead, then your heart beating means you're alive. We just had complicated. we just had uh, a good friend of ours that, that's like family to us, and I posted on our social media. They just had a child 
that was emergency born at 26 weeks. The child weighed two pounds. Wow. That that child was and this And he is beautiful and doing great. And and he is alive. In 26 weeks. He is a child. Yep. He He's is fully a, a baby. person. Fully a person. He is here. You know, I mean, that... that and in much of the United States, yep. he could have been killed when exactly. he was born. Exactly. Yeah. And, For sure. And it's, it's crazy to me. But but moving on. So, yeah. so, so we agree there. Uh, you know, yeah. I, I think, in my humble opinion, most morally sane people... Agree about abortion. I just want to talk about the Catholic weddings because I was in one. <laughs> oh, oh my god! Well, <laughs> it was like three hours. I was in my legs. Yeah. I was me. in the army for twelve years, <laughs> and the cow. only Catholic person I knew, his name was Chassie. Now, rest his soul. He may not have been the best example. He was practicing hard. We used to make a joke, and I'd love to get your reaction to this if you've ever heard it before. We yeah. used to make a joke that Catholics are the do whatever I want and get out of jail free religion. With confession. Yeah, yeah. with right. confession. Right. So, so explain that. I, I mean, is that is that is that like a core belief of Catholics that that you can pretty much just do whatever you want and, and then and then you go confess it well, and then it's fine. The practice of it might be that way, but it's certainly not a teaching of the church because it, it's actually a sin to rely upon the mer- to count on the mercy of God while okay. you're sinning to say like I can go I know he's going to forgive me right. he'll do whatever forgive me. I want look yeah. I got a confession appointment in two hours so I'm going to live it up if you yeah. like if you're going to eat pork do it until <laughs> your mouth into that rips, stripper right? house real quick <laughs> exactly yeah, yeah. yeah and so that that would be a sin and and Ooh. you know the the confession is a sacrament so okay. where the confession comes from is Christ saying to the apostles you have the power to forgive sins whose sins you forgive are forgiven and whose sins you retain are retained. And so the, the other aspect of this is if you keep showing up to confession and you say, yep, uh, it's well, the same thing. just got out of the lunch buffet at the strip club and I uh, just <laughs> finished some drugs. And I, but anyway, you're going to, and I'm really, uh, really, really sorry about it, you know, so please forgive me. If you do that enough and it's clear that you're not really repenting, you're not yeah. really sorry for your sins, the priest can refuse to absolve you until you genuinely um. repent. And so, ah. you know, for the for the many Catholics who uh, maybe try to get that jet, get out of jail free card, you got to watch out because one of those days you don't get the card and you wind up okay. in that in eternal jail. Well, so you don't believe though that you can pray and have immediate connection then, like we do? No, of course you pray to God. I mean, the, oh, the Our okay. Father, you yeah. pray. Uh, I, I the think, Mass is a prayer to God. Yeah, I okay. think the confession. I think confession is one of the the first real points that. You know, uh, Baptist or, or Southern Christians versus Catholics really disagree on. Right. Uh, and, right. And, and a lot of it falls in the part of the Bible where when Jesus said it is finished, the tearing of the veil and things like yeah. that. We believe that that represents the ending of almost the middleman kind of thing. Mm-hmm. That like you can go directly to God right. and pray for forgiveness right. of your sins. The, oh, well, the, the, of course the, you can. Yeah, and, and you do. The, the reason for the confessional, just from a kind of prudential yeah, of uh, course, view yeah. is... We're all friends here. Well, right. yeah. Maybe yet to be determined. <laughs> maybe, we'll maybe, maybe, we'll see. But the kind of prudential view is, if I had perfect penitence, if I were perfectly sorry for my sins, then of course God can forgive me my sins. Right. You want to be sure that you're perfectly penitent. And you also, I, you know, we have a direct connection to God. We pray to God every single night. All of us do. Right. Uh, and yet Christ also institutes a church. And he says things that are, are difficult to understand if you don't look at it through the lens of the, the historic church, which mm-hmm. is obviously the keys to the kingdom of heaven, right? He says right. to P- Paul, or Peter, rather, you have the keys to the kingdom of heaven. He also says, go out to all the nations, right? Yeah. He institutes this church. After uh, Judas goes away, 
then you have the apostles picking a replacement for him. You have in the epistles Paul speaking to people who are deacons and who are bishops and who are going to be administrating God's word. God does work through people, and, uh, you know, the, the priesthood is a beautiful thing. Those, those apostles were all picked for a reason. And I, I think one misunderstanding, too, is that Catholics or Anglicans or the Eastern Orthodox, they view priests as these perfect people. We know a lot better than that, okay? Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, the, yeah. We view the Pope as infallible in everything he says. Which, which has, is not true. Which is anyone. not true. Nobody yeah. believes that. The Catholics have never believed that. Look at how flawed the apostles were. I mean, look, these were some very flawed men. Matthew's a tax collector. Now, I have oh, said yes. this he a has, lot, yeah. and I've said this a lot, that, that, that some of the most predominant figures in the Bible were horrible people. Right. I mean, right. they were they were terrible people. Yeah. And D- David you, himself. You look at David, man. I mean, <laughs> oh, David, yeah. Saul, you talk about somebody who had a direct right. connection Murder. to God, right? Yeah. And then yes. still, still sleeps with a woman. Gets her yeah. pregnant, sends her husband to go die. Kills her yeah, husband. Yeah, yeah, okay, kind of thing. Classy. I, I, I don't, Classic I don't disagree with that. <laughs> yeah. Explain, explain to me the, you know, the, there's a really big emphasis in the Catholic religion on apostles, like you said, mm-hmm. Apostle Paul, you know, or, or Saint Michael, and all this the other. Yeah, well, yeah, the, the, the saints, and, yeah, yeah, and all this stuff. To to me, as a Christian, you know, we're taught in Christian, our Christian faith, that God. You know, the Holy Trinity, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. Yeah. That is that is the de facto. That is who you pray to. That is right. who you believe in. Mm-hmm. That is who you speak to. That is who you put your faith in. It, it, to, to, to me, it seems a little weird to, to, to put all this emphasis in these, you know. Uh, to, other people. To, yeah, other yes. people. So I think part of this confusion comes from the different ways in which people use the word pray. So okay. pray. Obviously, we pray directly to God. Mm-hmm. We say the Lord's Prayer. Pray dire- the, the Mass itself is the highest prayer, we say, okay. to God So explain, explain that to non-Mass people. What, what's the difference? Because uh, you have the sacrifice of the Eucharist. So okay. you have the Blessed oh, oh, okay. the Body of Christ. So that's your there, communion. And, yes, and then the you communion. Pray. Okay. But you also pray just... You, you just and you also go to bed at night and you pray to God. Okay, all right, all right. So you, you have that. But then there's another type of prayer, which is like, for instance, you, uh, your wife you know, gets ill. And your wife is in the hospital, and it's a little touch and go. And you ask your friends, you say, could you please pray for my wife? Right. Now, you're asking your friends to pray to God. You're not saying pray to somebody else. Yeah. But you are praying your friends, because to pray is to ask. Okay. So you're so. That's not to say that these your friends are now intercessors replacing Christ, but it's just that God loves the prayers of his people. So it's a different definition of what prayer actually means. Another than... example is the wedding at Cana. At the wedding at right. Cana, Mary asks her son to make a bunch of wine for drunk people. Correct. Right? And she does this because they've run out of wine. Right. Someone, someone has come to Mary, right? Mary has seen this problem. And she... Now, I suppose you could call that intercessory. I mean, mm-hmm. they, Someone is at, but it's the same way that you would ask your neighbor to pray for your wife. All the prayers ultimately go to God, but the, you see, the people of God uh, love, uh, or, the, or God rather, loves his people. You, you see this in Revelation, too. So in Revelation, you have the saints, meaning all the people who are in heaven. They have uh, pots, and with, within the pots are prayers. But what would the saints be praying for? The saints are already in perfection, they're in right. paradise. They are obviously praying for. All of us down here on earth, I guess you could call that a sort of intercession. It's not, it's not to worship anyone other than God, but it is to bring all your friends along to help 
to help your prayers along and to pray for you just as we pray for our friends that makes sense. as well. Uh, okay. Uh, yeah, no, I, I can definitely I can definitely connect the dots of, yeah. of, of things like that. What about, and, and again, I claim ignorance to this because I'm not Catholic, yeah. all right? So you see this in movies a lot. All right, you see this in movies a lot, especially movies that have to deal with like hauntings, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and things. Oh, I'm, are you going to ask about? No, 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 no. I'll get to that He's in a minute. I'll get to that in a minute. This is Dear America podcast. Oh, yeah. You yeah. know, we have to bring movies into something. <laughs> All right. So, what about in movies you see it, it would be a terrible person? Yeah. Oh, oh, no, 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 no. I actually saw this on a show called Seal Team. Okay. They were uh, guarding this prisoner that had been wounded. Yeah. Uh, and he was prisoner of war. And they needed info out of this guy. This guy was fixing to die. Mm-hmm. Horrible person. Yeah. I mean, terrible. I mean, raped women, children, you know, all this stuff. Literally, they were they were helping the women that he had just raped. Yeah. Like, as before they shot him. Right, right. right. And in the, in the show, he wanted the priest to come to him mm-hmm. to deliver the last rites or right. whatever it is. Right. So he wouldn't go to hell. He would go to heaven. Is that real? Like, like, like somebody can literally just be the worst human being ever, and then if they're fixing to die, say, "Oops, I don't want to go to hell." Well, in the Christian faith, I, that's what I can need, do that, but if you believe, right? But so I don't if understand you believe, the point. There's the, there's yeah, the yeah. key. But, but you're right. saying, but I'm questioning the priest does not have the power to say, "Yep, yeah, you can go to heaven." Your sins, right? That, I mean, well, yeah. the, the pre- I mean, Christ says that the the apostles and their and therefore their successors. They do have the power to forgive sins, but how does this work? You know, does this work because you say, all right, my blood's about to run out. I've got about 15 seconds left. Give me that good Quickly, hocus pocus. Quickly so I can go to heaven. Right. right. Yeah. No, that's not how it works. Now, you can in, in your moments of death, and this often happens. You can repent when Absolutely. you see your life flash before your eyes. You really, yeah. you can repent until the last and moment. And I pray that happens to I, a lot of people. I don't know that Judas Iscariot is in hell. Yeah. I strongly <laughs> suspect that he is. It would <laughs> right. seem that he is. But who knows yeah. in those yeah. last moments? In those last moments, he could have repented. And so that is the purpose of the last rites, is to give this absolution. But if you aren't sorry for your sins, you don't get it. But, but if there's, I'm sorry, but if there's ahead. no priest available, then it's, uh, it's very similar yeah, to I guess, ours because I guess you that's can pray question. forgiveness, correct? Yes. And you would still be, at that, that's you can, the same. You can pray forgiveness. Because God if you're is the only person penitent. that knows the state of your heart. Yeah. You're right. The priest does. I guess though. that's my question. Why ask for the priest when you can just go straight to the source? I, I guess it, I guess right. is my well my, I, my question. The, then the the question that I think you have to deal with first is why would Christ give his followers the power to forgive sins is the first one, but then even more bizarrely, at least from our perspective, why would Christ give his followers, his apostles, his priests, the power to retain sins? Like that, that mm. I think people can understand the power to forgive sins, and you can kind of make that into a metaphor and just make it about the gospel. Mm-hmm. But how do they have the power to retain sins? And I think he is giving a real power, a real authority, a real key to the kingdom of heaven to his apostles and their successors. And yet, of course, if I'm dying and there's no priest around, and I'm really sorry for my sins, and I give myself to God, and I say, please, I, I don't want to live in myself anymore. I want Christ to live in me, like the apostle says. I think I've got a pretty good shot of making it to the good place. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, oh, sure. no. I, and I've had this conversation as well. You know, people that are in jail for murder right, are, or are on death row, 
I, I don't believe that all of them are going to hell. I mean, right. I do. I believe that there's a very real possibility of finding Jesus yeah. in, in that heart. situation you know, and changing there, your life around. There's a great line about this from Dr. Johnson, who has all these great quotes in English history. Dr. Johnson. Dr. Johnson, you know. He's like the, the most white guy ever. <laughs> he may be the most white guy ever, actually. And he had this line. He said, depend upon it, sir. When you know you're to be hanged in a fortnight, it concentrates the mind wonderfully. Yeah. This is actually kind of an that, argument. I, I mean, it, it that's ends up, true. You start thinking about things. You start thinking about when you're looking at the gallows and you're thinking about your life. We we always talk about capital punishment from deterrence or you know from. Uh, oh, I'm I'm punish- completely. I do agree with you on this. I am totally pro death. Penalty. Oh yeah, but because no one talks about the medicinal effects of capital punishment, you get to save your soul sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's no, no, and and, that's and, funny. and and I'd like to talk to you about this and open it up to to, to you guys as well because I I know that you and Charlie and me and Charlie differ on this. Yeah. Because Charlie is not pro death penalty. He's not. No. Uh, I am pro death penalty. Oh yeah. I mean, now obviously, I think that there needs to be extensive extensive justice system, legal system, a rights to appeal. Yeah. We got to know stuff. as best we can that the yeah, guy did it. You know, but if you got DNA evidence, by God, picture evidence, video mm. evidence, oh, yeah. you killed this dude, you're dead. But, kind right. of yeah, yeah. You know, I, 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 I am. I, I mean, I do believe that there are just people in our society, and the Bible is very clear about this too. Yes. That, that you know, I think one of the biggest things that we – do as people is we view life rightfully so as the most Im- the most important thing right, right? the the 70 to 80 years that we have yeah. that feels like eternity and uh-huh. oh that's that's important but in the grand scheme of things it's it's, it's nothing it's nothing, a blimp right so the bible says you know sand. you have to you have to abide by the laws of the land while you're here right and so i do believe that even if you are a christian you should be supportive of the fact that there are some things that people can do right. that the laws of the land say you're not allowed to be here anymore. By the scale of eternity, 70, 80 years is not terribly long. And not at all. I think the reason that people have gone a little wacky on the question of the death penalty is because they've lost the sense of justice. Yeah. And they've uh, the founders predicted this. They said in a free country, uh, people are going to come to just worship liberty to mm. the detriment of other things. The um, James Madison says it pretty clearly in Federalist 51. He says the end of government is justice. Ju- and what is justice? Edmund Burke tells us justice is ordered liberty. It is a liberty, but it's a, it's a higher liberty than just sitting around doing drugs, looking at porn, doing whatever sure. you want all day long. Right. It, there, there is actually a higher liberty. I mean, to bring it back to religion, Christ says the man who sins is a slave to sin. Yeah. And when, we, when an addict is not free from his addictions— right. So, too, when we think about liberty, there is a higher sense, and then there is justice. And when we talk about capital punishment, when we talk about any kind of punishment, everyone now just says we need to rehabilitate the offender. Yes, everyone have grace. Everyone, everyone. have grace. We need, rehabilitation is the only purpose. Yes. Or they'll say deterrence is the only purpose. And those are two worthy purposes of the criminal justice system. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's called the criminal justice system, and yeah. the primary purpose is retribution for a crime. If you don't, look, we could all use rehabilitation. Amen. We all have things that we got to work out a little but bit. But not all of us are out there and raping honestly, and murdering I people mean, either. Right. Yeah. I lived in South Carolina for a while and we had domestic violence is rampant. And, you know, it's a year yeah. for they even really have to go before. To even, and then they usually get a slap on the wrist. Well, There's yeah, no deterrent. That's There's right. no deterrent. Exactly. That's my opinion on it. I am not for it for a few things. First of all, from what I've heard, it's more expensive to be on death row. Oh, now, now and, I agree yeah. with that. And they this whole it. on death row for 30 yeah. years. Yeah, we got to cut that out. Yeah. Push yeah. it and push wait, wait, wait. it. So for me, financially, I'm like, just throw them in a normal cell. Well, this is actually why know? people say now, they try to make the case that 
the death penalty is cruel and unusual punishment, which is absurd. Yeah. I mean, at the time of the ratification, the definition of a felony was you got killed for it. Yeah. So <laughs> that is not cruel and unusual. But I actually kind of think life in prison is cruel and unusual. I completely agree. Yeah, I mean, solitary. It, so, especially solitary. Oh, I mean, man. this would have been unheard of at the time of the founding. It, uh, it, it does force them to live with these. I actually don't want to be cruel. I don't want to torment even Jeffrey Dahmer, even these awful people. But I do want justice, you know, and uh, to your point, it it does cost a lot more money these Mm -hmm. days, especially because it drags out for 30 years. But we have a lot of money in this country. I mean, you know, (laughs) like, uh, look, we should fix entitlement reform or, you know, Medicare, Medicaid. We're not going to go broke on a few of these killers every year. Sure. (laughs) And I just think it is important for the country to see that we actually still believe in justice. I think it it would have social effects that we can't even calculate. I think the one problem is... When you kill that first innocent person who wasn't supposed to be there and you supported it. Oh, yeah. And it, that will happen. Guaranteed. Yeah, it will happen. Yeah, has. because of the flaws of man, flaws of systems. Yeah, I bet yeah. you it's happened already. Oh, I, I guarantee oh, it I'm has. Sure. So that, to me, is like the the crucible of that but argument. it falls like but, i can't support something but that, you can argue that you uh-huh. can argue that in anything it's the same argument that people right. that are pro-abortion for rape it's the same argument in the grand scheme of sure. it it yeah, is a yeah. microscopic amount of abortion cases that are due to rape well and also you know i i think obviously in the criminal justice system we're going to get it wrong at every level we're going to yeah. get it wrong on parking tickets we're going to get it wrong all the way up to capital punishment mm-hmm. And so that's, we got to minimize that, but that's just a fact of the criminal justice yeah. system. But the, whether you throw someone in prison for 50 years un- wrongly or you kill someone wrongly through the criminal justice system, those are tragedies. I mean, we, mm-hmm. should, we should try to minimize them and pray for the people that they happen to. But we were just talking about how we're only here for 70, 80 years at yeah. most. You know, there, there actually is a moral order mm-hmm. that is larger than this physical world. And so... I think the reason in this country that you had support for the death penalty until very recently is because you had a belief in that much yeah, longer. There was view something the after yeah. this. There's something after, and right. so it's too bad if you cut someone's life a little short. But there will be justice ultimately. Yeah. Send after. them a priest. Yeah. Let them get their life in order. Yeah. And, right. And send them. Send them somewhere. Send else. them up to yeah. the big judge. Yeah. You know? yeah. Only God in, can judge, and we can make the meeting. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. It ties That's into right. abortion too, because who decides who gets to live or die? You know. No. Right. Well, I mean, well, well. Right. That is who gets to decide who is allowed to come into this world. That, that that's a yeah. different argument than somebody somebody who's innocent who has done nothing mm. to come into this world as opposed to somebody who has been here and right. they've grown up and they that, that's why we have different punishments for children and teenagers than adults and it's also why we have due process i mean yeah. i always want the pro abortion people when they very often the pro abortion people will say well see you're not consistently pro life because you support yeah. capital punishment and I say, well, you know, I support due process. Yeah. So if you want to give the little baby due process, yeah, you want right. to convict him, okay, you that's know what, fine. You know what it is? Yeah. I support... Someone else might want him. Like, I support <laughs> innocence. That's right. what I support. I love... I'm a big fan of innocence. I support yeah. innocence. All right, so let's switch real quick. Yeah. Another Daily Wire co-worker has yes. stepped into quite an argument lately. <laughs> uh, Matt Walsh. Yes. If you know where I'm he going He always with this. does that. So, so I want to open this up to the table, and I want to talk about it from... Because what we've had a lot of conversations with, uh, we are Christians. First and foremost, we're Christians, then we're Americans. Right. However, in the world that we find ourselves, there is a direct separation of, you know, there's the religious views of what I have, and then there's the freedom views of what I have. You know, what should your freedoms be as an American as opposed to your eternal soul? Right. 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 So uh, Matt Walsh 
if you guys don't know, he opened up and basically said along the lines of that we should ban pornography. And oh, jail yeah. pornographers. And jail pornographers. Ooh, you're going to have a lot in the jails. You're going to build some more jails. So, yeah. so I want to open this up. I think religiously, mm-hmm. we can agree, even as a Catholic and Christians, we are anti-porn. Yeah, it's you pretty know, bad. Yeah, okay. But, I mean, even by the way, even scientifically, we should oh, agree with that yes. because oh, this absolutely. porn epidemic is is actually wreaking havoc on the brains of young men, mm-hmm. and yep. it's at like ninety three to ninety seven percent. It's also causing lots of escalation and violence. Sex yeah, it's also causing erectile dysfunction yeah. to it's explode also, orders of yeah. multitude. It's also young destroying men. marriages because you yeah. get absolutely a false sense of what sex actually is, right? right? So you try to recreate this <laughs> this fake thing. Why can't you right. do what she did? Well, well, we does. It destroys marriages. But it's escalating the violence. I mean, this is. I yeah. field now, and it, it. But but then it goes to video games. You well, know, or no, all because, these other no, because things. it's affecting the man's brain, well, and so he's wanting to recreate that. Violent video games. Yes. I don't want to have the religious conversation oh, I'm not, about I'm that. Speaking about I want to talk about it from, from an American freedom, freedom. aspect yeah. of it. Do you? I, I, no, I won't word it that way. What are your thoughts on that? Do you think that we should ban it? Do, do you think it's r- not from a religious standpoint? I, I think we all can agree. Yeah, I, I don't. I, I I don't see the world being a better place with pornography in it. Right. right. I mean, I yeah, yeah. If I could snap my fingers and get rid of porn tomorrow, I'd do it in a heartbeat. Right. Right. But I, from a freedom American standpoint. Well, you know, we've always had laws against this kind of stuff. We've had obscenity laws in this country since the very beginning, and we still have them today, actually. You know, everyone was so shocked when Matt Walsh said we should jail pornographers. We do that. Mm. We, we actually jailed a, a truly obscene hardcore pornographer 10 years ago. His uh, nom de plume is Max Hardcore, and he was just uh, sounds like nice. a great guy. He's a really nice guy. You might have seen him on church on Sunday. Yeah, seems like a good dude. Say, yeah, I know him. Yeah, he. I mean, they threw him in jail for obscenity, as they damn well wow. should have. Yeah. I mean, he's a really sick puppy, and so to, to me, you've got two competing freedoms. You have the individual liberty to go look at whatever you want with the blinds closed, which would be kind of akin to shooting up heroin in the streets, not hurting anyone else, just hurting me, right? Mm -hmm. That's the individual liberty. But then you have the competing liberty of a social liberty, which is to say our local communities. Let's say you live in Holyville, Holy Rollerville, Pennsylvania. And that community does not want pornography to be sold or to be available. Is that... Is that community within their rights to pass a regulation saying that this porn can't come in through the ISPs? I mean, we already regulate it. you got to be 18 years old and show an ID to buy a Playboy, which right. is pretty wholesome these days. Playboy is like closer That's to Christianity. Okay. That's like yeah, it's yeah. like yeah. Yeah. than it is to like the high-speed internet porn. In fact, mm-hmm. a lot of Playboy centerfolds now aren't even nude anymore. Like right. a lot of people get How Playboy do you know? And I, I only read it for the articles just anyway. You know, but, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, just assume that I know. Okay. So okay. I, just, I just think it's become... I think we're arguing from a from a like very ideological position of this like hyper libertarianism. Yeah. But the historical experience of America is we've always had laws about this stuff. Yeah. Local governments, there are blue laws all over Connecticut. You can't buy booze on Sundays. We've yeah. always had those. And I think that's a great kind of social liberty because if you just love porn and you're just that's what you want to pursue. <laughs> yeah, porn. Yeah, porn like yeah. move to Vegas, right? You can yeah. you can yeah, leave yeah. The, your tiny town in Texas, you can move to Vegas, you can look at all the porn you want all yeah. day long. But yeah. if you want if a community wants to have a higher standard than that. No, no. I think they're totally within their rights. And this is where I'm torn. Like I said, the religious side of me, I agree with you completely. Yeah, just that, get rid that, of it. That there's no, there's no 
benefit to pornography. Yeah. None whatsoever. It, 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 there's just nothing. However, the the American freedom side of me thinks, I also agree with your point, that, yeah, a, a community should be able to say, you know what, we don't want this adult mm-hmm. store yeah, get, uh, on the corner. But you know, the, we don't want the mental health side of me says if we're going to say that crack cocaine is bad and we know it has negative side effects and we ban that. This well, is the point. Yeah. I mean, I that's think a, that's it's true. a fine line. If you say that we can, and, and but we know I, cigarettes kill people, but right. yet we still give exactly. people the right to I buy know, cigarettes. Well, I mean, I'm Alcohol. Just saying it's a fine line. You're, you're I mean, tri- and, you're and this is down. the stuff of self-government, right? Yeah. Yeah. We basically persuade each other of, of what we want to tolerate, what we don't. Yeah. yeah. I I think probably the best way to do this would be at the state level. Yeah. And at the more local level, oh, I don't I think agree. a federal ban would be practical at all. I think anytime everything should be handled at the state level. I believe prostitution should be legal. So there's a lot of countries that allow it to be legal. And this is the question. I think really what we're debating is can we have laws against heroin or is that totally anti-American to to ban heroin? I think of course we can have laws against heroin and the same I think if you can before. prove that it is an actual detriment to people and to a society oh, yeah. and to a community, that, which heroin obviously is, it destroys yeah. people. Could be debated with porn. How, how could we do that with porn? Society. Well, there are a oh, lot of. There are a I thought lot you were going to defend heroin. I was I like, you do know heroin's like, illegal, right? <laughs> no, no, I'm saying with with porn. There's a lot of evidence about this. I mean, there. So yeah. there was a good piece the other day in American Greatness, was written by an Ethics and Public Policy Center fellow, so pretty serious guy, and he just went through all of the studies about about what. Uh, extended porn use does to the prefrontal cortex, mm-hmm. what it does for uh, erectile dysfunction in young men, what it does to uh, pathways and sort of process addictions mm-hmm. that are very, very hard to break. And the, you know, the average age of a young person's exposure to porn, the average age 13. is 11. No, it's younger. 11. It's crazy, and man. If it's the average, how well, much younger? Our son is nine. Our, our oldest yeah. son is nine. That's a problem. Two years from now, it's crazy. Yeah, I hope you got about. some uh, blockers on the old browsers. Yeah. Well, yeah. well they, they don't have. That's, that's almost where, impossible. They, have, they can't I mean, get on. Bubble, yeah. Literally yeah. Have to. That's yeah. where right. the technology. That's where my right point is. Is like just beef that up. Make it next to impossible to get on yeah. one of those sites. It used to be that all pornogra- pornography sites, you had to pay for them. And they weren't free. They were behind a paywall and all that stuff. So, but but nowadays that's almost not the case at all. And the trouble with you, because you're absolutely right. When we think of porn, I mean, when we talk about it, we think of like a Playboy or some movie from the '70s, right? And yet, the reality of it is, it's become extraordinarily degrading, very, very violent. Yeah. And so, why has that happened? The, The problem is. Be, it's in the very beginning of the sort of vanilla, not so bad porn because yeah. porn, it's not like a work of art in the sense that the more you look at it, the more you appreciate it, it leads you down. <laughs> yeah. Porn is much closer to a drug. So it is. You, it's if, a feeling. It's if you use it an, enough, you, you naturally mm-hmm. will go into harder and harder stuff. That's what the yeah. por- tube sites are, are banking on. That's why they don't need to charge you anymore, by yeah. the way, is because they get you addicted. And it's also why the porn culture has just become so, so much worse in recent years. So yeah. I pay attention to a lot of different people way outside the realm. And I've said this all the time. I listen to Logan Paul's podcast yeah, I like on, Logan a, Paul. on occasion. Yeah. Yeah. And he had one of the biggest porn stars on his show. Yeah, Her name was Riley Reed, And I listened to it because I wanted to hear what this was about, right? He showed me a photo with her. at uh, We were over at his house and he oh, took a photo you? with this porn star. We said, which one's the porn star? And then we realized... She didn't have any pants on. We're like, oh, that's probably, oh, well, that's the, porn probably the porn star. Okay, yeah. Well, what, what I was getting at is, you know, you, you hear about this, and one of the biggest things that porn stars say is one of the biggest um, 
myths or rumors about the pornography business is, you know, these were all terrible people. And they just want everyone to know how beautiful and caring and loving all these people are. But then you listen to this hour-long podcast of this girl, and you hear her talk about her family, her life, her relationships, and everything. This is a broken, messed up young woman. I mean, she is completely, every aspect of true compassion and relationship that you can have as a person, it is just jacked up for her. And that's not true. Like, 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 these people that are doing this stuff, they are searching for something, they are longing for something, and they are broken people. And she, look, that porn star, Riley Reed, is still working. Oh, yeah. I think. I don't know. No, well, I don't think yeah. she's retired. I, I mean, I haven't heard uh, of her retirement she ceremony. She's still working. Oh, <laughs> yeah, she is. No, I just checked this morning. Let she is work. definitely no, still no, working. She's, she's trending like, right now. I just mean she's still in the industry. Yeah. And, you know, there's a big difference you'll notice when you hear interviews with porn stars in the industry compared to interviews with them afterward. Because yeah. in the industry, oh, it's all great. Yeah, it's just it's like wonderful. anywhere. We love the, the company. Yeah, we love our boss. Right. But afterward, virtually every single one talks about the abuse talks about the diseases, talks about the constant drug use. None of them have a relationship with their father. All of them came from broken homes. Talk to Sasha Gray about this. Talk to Jenna Jameson about what she had to go through. These are people who are now out of the industry. She's a a conservative, Jenna Jenna Jameson. Jenna Jameson's pretty conservative. We could ban American people from doing porn, but there'd still be porn, like online, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, because the other aspect of this is People always were able to get the nudie mags, right? People yeah. always were, even when we had laws more or less outlawing mm-hmm. them. Oh, yeah. You always had that one debaucherous friend that would get it for you when you were. Oh, yeah. Did, yeah. You, did you like my word I just used? He, it was, was that practicing Catholic. He wasn't practicing that well. But, you know, the, the trouble that you're always going to have people doing heroin, you're always going to have people yeah, breaking exactly. these laws. But the laws actually do have an effect. You know, laws do discourage the use of it. They, they had this website up, backpage.com which uh, actually Kamala Harris, I think, was one of the people to take it down. Uh, this there, wow. th- this was uh, basically a front for prostitution online. Right. And they were, there was even evidence they were trafficking children. Mm. And so yeah. they just took it down, right? And that did clean up the problem. There had, I mean, the, the politicians in California now will say, yeah, there isn't another one that's cropped up. I mean, we actually took care of it. And mm-hmm. so I, I just sort of think if we can pass some regulations yes. that make it harder like for instance Absolutely. if you want to get on one of these websites you got to take a picture of yourself next to a photo ID <laughs> yeah <laughs> next to your driver's license yeah. your face yeah. and your I mean look there are going to be still some people who are really hooked on it who are going to do it and I think yeah, if you other do businesses the, do that well and I think right. if you do the, the justice component and then you also what I'm seeing surging is the educational component right. of to why because right. when you know that and put it together then it's like instead of just saying you can't do that like you would a 13 year old when you actually educate people, then yeah. they're like, oh, I see how this is But really it shouldn't harming. be that big of a like, revelation of an idea. When I was in the military, if I wanted my 10% discount on Oakley's, uh-huh. I had to send in a copy of my military ID card. That's right. And then they would review it, and then you'd have a special login kind of stuff. If you mm-hmm. want to buy a pack of cigarettes online, if you want to buy a bottle of wine online, you've yeah. got to go through this whole rigmarole, right? Yeah. And yet, to to access videos of what is now some pretty heinous stuff you get it anywhere on your phone i mean i just i just think uh, from the american liberty standpoint i don't think there is a natural right to watch a bunch of strange men do strange things free distributed porn no no no, and and, and i can agree with that so 
I know that you got to run. Yeah. I, I would I would love to invite you for yeah. us to figure out a, a, a time to, to to block off a long period that of time. That would be so great. I, I know I'd that you do, do some yeah. really long form stuff. Yeah, and I love those are my favorites. I would too. love to really schedule out and, yeah. and me and you figure out a way to do a really long conversation because I'd love to. We can talk religion for hours. I know, I and like. I know, and I'd love to hear and, more yeah, of your yeah, views. I, I would, yeah. lo- I would love that. Let's go out to L.A. or something. This has been, yeah, yeah. We love to come to you guys. Oh, really? It's good for two days. Then you're gonna get sick of it. You go back to there good old America. Yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, thank you so much for well, coming thank you. on. Yeah. Yeah, uh, thank you for taking the time. I know you're busy. Also, um, his wife shares my name. Just and throwing that's that out. True. Yeah, Sweet little Elisa. we're basically the same people. <laughs> that's that's right. basically. So, real quick, where can people find out where you are? So, you can find me on Twitter at Michael J Knowles. You can find me at the Daily Wire, the Michael Knowles Show. I'm also starting a show at PragerU, which is going to be called the Book Club. That launches next oh, month. Awesome. Oh, awesome! Congratulations! Congrats. Thank you yeah. so much. That's awesome. And then most importantly, you can find my magnum opus, my masterwork. The completely blank reasons to vote for Democrats yes. at, at a bookstore near you. All right, awesome. awesome. Jake, where can they find you? Instagram at producer underscore Jake. And Alyssa? Alyssa Allen on Instagram. And of course, I am Graham Allen. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Dear America podcast. And we'll see you all again next time. Bye. See you. All right, thanks, Man, guys. thank you for coming That was on. so that great. Was really I really fun. enjoyed it.